0: Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, Is That What You Think?, which includes a lot of conversations and also a little coaching thrown in. In each episode, I'll be talking to some amazing people, finding out about what they do, how they do it, what they think and how they navigate life's obstacles. I'm sure we'll find out some interesting things and also if you're in the same career as my guest, we want to get into their industry and hopefully you'll get some useful insights. I'll also throw some coaching questions at my guests to really dig deep into their mind and their innermost thoughts. So, if you're like me, you're a bit of a people watcher when you're sat in that coffee shop, then I know you're going to love this podcast. So, let's not waste any more time and please welcome my guest, Natalie Schofield, who is the owner of Be Noticed Social Media Agency and Be Social Networking based in Ampthill in Bedfordshire. Plus, Natalie is also the chairwoman of the Amptill business connect group. So welcome Natalie. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank I'm you. Really how are good, you? Thank
0: you. So all these job roles good. you have and you're a mum and a wife yes. and everything else. How on earth do yes. you manage? Tell me about all these roles that you have.
1: Um, do you know what? I think as women, and this isn't me digging out men at all. I do think as women, we just know how to multitask yes. a bit better. <laughs> um, we, we, we just have to, don't we? We don't have a choice. Um, so I own Be noticed social media services. And with that, I offer, um, social media management. We have different packages. Um, I also do, um, training sessions as well, one-to-ones or three-month sessions. And um, there's several packages there. Um, plus, I also run the, as you know, the B Social Networking Group, which is an informal networking group for business women in and around um, Amptill and the surrounding areas as well. And yes, taking on the role as the chair of Amptill Business Connect, which was previously Amptill Business Chamber and um yeah loving it all to be honest with you i really enjoy what i do anything that gets me out there chatting to people and growing my my business community but also friendships as well i, I love amazing yeah really so really being love. a social media
0: manager we all hear that term we all hear that yeah. that job title Tell me more about exactly kind of what what do you do? What are your kind of daily tasks? What are you responsible for? Who are your kind of ideal clients? So, um, as I say, I offer different packages.
1: So, it really depends on on really what what each client wants. And actually a lot of my packages are quite bespoke so people will choose a package and then add a few bits on or take a few bits out which i love because then i can really get into what they what they Mm -hmm. kind of want to to do um yeah so my sort of clients are there's a lot of talk about niching down in business and i suppose my niche would be that i like working with local businesses um, not just business women, men as well. Um, that's the area that I, I like to niche down in small local businesses. That's, that's my, my heart really. That's what I I, I love doing. Um, and some clients just feel that they don't need social media necessarily, but they want to keep a social media presence going, which actually is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, posting on social media does actually help with um like things like searching even if you put in so if i put in s Bryden coaching for example um i'd like to think that would come up and there wouldn't be many s Briden <laughs> coaching but coaching in amtsill people that are you know using their social media will, will come up first because they are posting on a regular sure. basis so those those packages work really well for some people. And I people. guess because
0: you're looking after local businesses and because you are based in and around the area, you know the area, you know the people. And I guess that yeah. helps, helps you start forming the relationships with them and building that rapport with them, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And with both my networking and the um, social media management side and the training sessions that I offer, what it's doing is actually bringing, I feel like, because I work in the local area, I can bring business, businesses together. So, um, uh, in fact, there's a meeting going on this morning with two business business women that come to my uh, network working event, who are meeting up and hopefully going to have a good collaboration. And I like to think, um, you know, people do often message me and say, can you recommend someone um, that does hair, or can you recommend somebody? makes curtains or can you recommend somebody that's an interior designer can you recommend a good business coach you know and and i get that a lot and i like that and i don't know if it's maybe because i'm just nosy i don't know i like being part of a community and i like to offer recommendations and i find that can be one of the biggest ways who supports more.
0: And businesses. it's also the the strongest and most powerful way, isn't it? Because we all love a referral and for our businesses, but also as individuals, we always prefer to go to somebody and spend our money with somebody yeah. that has been used by a friend or a relative who we can then trust straight yeah. away because we've we've almost got that information of that first hand experience, which is so vital. Sounds yeah, like you're a bit of a, a yeah, go-to absolutely. woman that if you want to know anything or find out anything, <laughs> can you just, can I go to and <laughs> no, find I it really. all out. Um, so,
1: yeah, I like to connect um, the community through, you know, business-wise. Yeah. I like to Amazing. To do that, yeah.
0: So you deal with social media. Are there any particular parts of social media that's your favourite or any that you think, oh, don't like that?
1: No, absolutely. So I really love Instagram. Instagram is uh-huh. my go-to. Um see lots of different platforms and not everybody needs to be on all the platforms. The way I see it is it's it's free, it's a free marketing, they're free marketing tools. Why wouldn't you use them and make sure that you use them right? Um, but Instagram is the one that I I'm always up to date with what's going on. There's a lot of changes that are happening on Instagram. Anybody that uses Instagram for their business at the moment will know there's a constant um, change going on. It used to be that um, there'd be like a change every six months and it'd be a big, like big deal and stuff. Now there's at least six or seven changes a month. So I like to make sure that I'm up to date with that and I know how to make it work for business. And that's really good. And having somebody
0: on board like like you can take away those, that kind of stressful situation of, we can all run our businesses when we know that you've got our back with social media you're on on top of all the changes you just tell us what we need to know when we need to know it (laughs)
1: yeah
0: (laughs) absolutely so how did you decide to go into that job the world of social media
1: so i love social media i do and i know it definitely has its flaws it does but i do like doing i like i like social media um, I used to work for a sales and marketing company. Am I allowed to
0: mention I them? think so.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. But Hello consultants. They're, um, based, um, well, they used to be based in Silso. We all, all used to work together and I was an account manager and worked with a um, couple of clients where I did a little bit of social media for them. And I just felt that this is an area that I really wanted to get into. So I put myself on a few courses, um, And I kind of went from there, really. When lockdown hit um, hit us, I took a bit of time off from my job so I could spend time with the kids. Because at the time, um, I was working at my kitchen table trying to make calls. And it was just impossible. The kids were in and out. And I was telling them to shush. (laughs) And I just thought, I can't. You know, their whole lives had changed as well. So I decided to take the summer off and have time with them sort of during COVID. And decided in that time that this is if I don't do it now, I won't do it. Like this is the time I'm going to go out on my own, and and I'm going to do what I love doing.
0: How brave and to do that during COVID! So <laughs> it,
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> but actually, I'm I'm very lucky. I've got really supportive um, friends and family. Um, my husband was really supportive of me doing it, and otherwise, I probably wouldn't wouldn't have done it. Um, so yeah, that, that was the choice I made and I've not looked back.
0: That's really good. Just having that little, so little bit of confidence <laughs> at the beginning, just to say, I'm just going to take that one step forward. I'm going to test the water, see how oh, it yeah. feels and go from there.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Really and as I say, I'm so pleased I did. I've learned so much. Um, yeah, yeah. Best, best I've ever. Because I think
0: really, there's there's still not much. Well, I've I've not seen much. You can probably tell me different, but I think only now is social media becoming more of a of a business that people like you are are appearing to help all of us. Um, there doesn't seem to be that many kind of courses, that places of information that we can turn to to find out about all the stuff that's going on behind what we see on a on an Instagram homepage or something like that. So I would think that eventually there will yeah. be degrees and courses and all different qualifications in it. It feels like that's just where we are. But obviously, you're the expert, so you can <laughs> probably tell me differently.
1: No, I mean, you can do digital marketing courses. And obviously, you can do marketing courses. Um, there are courses out there for people that want to become a social media manager. The difference is, is that anybody could become a social media manager. Anybody can do it, but you have to be able to do it right. And you have to be able to show people the difference. It, most people can upload a story or upload something on Instagram, for example. But there is a difference between just uploading a story and actually doing it for business. And, you know, you uh, regular audits, for example, are a really good way to show you, your results. And, and I always say with social media, sometimes it's a bit of trial and error. Try these different hashtags, try these different, um, ways to write and different links to add into your, your stories and stuff. And if they don't work, you'll know that through your audit, if you're doing it right. And, um, so yeah, there, there's lots of, lots of different ways to, to, to really be on top of it. And to to help, well, I'm
0: trying, you know, I'm trying but, to learn more about it. And I know a few weeks ago, um, we met up and you were showing me different analytics things and your different, totally different tools for my Instagram business shop and things like that. So I'm still learning and still when I have five minutes having a, a route through and looking at stats and looking at performance, of different posts. And yeah. it's actually quite interesting to know what's working and what's not, you might, know, or you might think you know what your clients are most interested in or looking at. But until you see the actual numbers that sit behind it, you could be getting the message completely wrong or not putting out as much content that your clients are actually really interested in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one area which I just just touched on was hashtags. And a lot of people think that hashtags aren't really relevant anymore, but they really are. And actually, if you look at your insights onto any post that you've done on, um, Instagram, I'll, I'll talk about Instagram cause it's my favorite. Um, if you look at the hashtags, you'll be able to see whether or not they work for you and you can really make them work for you. And, and it's just knowing how to do that.
0: Okay. So let me just pick your brain some more about. About your job role what what's the what's the best part of your job
1: um i love working with people even i've worked in many offices over the years i've always loved working with people i walk in i like to know what's going on in their lives i like to know what if, if they watched love island the night before that sort of thing that's the best part to me is meeting different people and finding my own personal little tribe of, of people that i like working with um, I also like to see the results that really gives me a boost that I feel confident then to go to my client and say, check out these KPIs, look at the difference, actually, that me doing your social media has made to your business. And that's, that's the biggest, but that's also one of the biggest things that I, I enjoy the most.
0: That's really good. I'm meeting people. So, <laughs> on the flip side then <laughs> what's, what's the worst part of your job? um the worst
1: part um is the admin <laughs> 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 like, yeah that that not a lot of people better. like the admin side. um i'm i sometimes feel that um the worst part for me is definitely in fact the fact that i can't switch off and i will sit there in the evenings and I'll think oh god i need to really I'll, instead of just relaxing and chilling out i'll be thinking about work and i'll be thinking about the next post that I need to put on, even if it's for three weeks time for my client, I need to get that scheduled. And, and I, I find it very difficult to, to switch off and because it's obviously social media that I work in, even if I'm flicking through my own personal social media, I start seeing things and I think, oh, you know, I can't relax. I can't just relax looking at social media. I'm looking at, at things and seeing things and yeah. So yeah, that's definitely the worst bit.
0: So what do you think you could do maybe next week to help switch off maybe a little bit sooner or to kind of force you to kind of stop what you're doing?
1: Put my phone down.
0: If I don't <laughs> go on my phone,
1: um I can definitely switch off more. Go for a run, which obviously I don't do. Uh, go for a you know, walk the dogs and listen to um I'm not even just saying it, but listening to podcasts on my dog walk is the, I love doing that. Love it. I can switch off. I feel that I like to relate to people I'm listening to. Um, Yeah, yeah, definitely. My-
0: <laughs> I think that's very true. I think it's always good when you can relate to somebody, when you can connect with people. And I know that we, we've talked about it before, but you see, um, for example, a, a business's website, and it looks all very polished and official. And you might then look at, their Instagram, um, and I know we have mentioned it as well before about that I get kind of Instagram stalked and internet yeah. stalked b- before people um, want to have coaching with me because they want to know what I sound like, what I look yeah. like, what I might think about certain things for them to start getting that that relationship um, with me. And I think social media, is. Th- for all the good and bad that we hear um at the moment about it i think what what really stands out to me is that relationship building that it can do with people um and all this thing about buying thousands and thousands of followers well yeah i mean it makes the numbers look look good but they're not going to buy anything from you they're not going to have that relationship from you um how do you maybe not necessarily teach your clients, but how do you help them to understand about that relationship side of social media, how they should be engaging more with their customers and their potential customers as well. What I
1: tend to do in my training is actually um, show people there are certain pages, for example, where I'll show people that, you know, this is a successful business. They might only have a thousand followers, but look how much engagement there is on their posts. And you can see with their thousand followers, they've got a high, you know, high number of a high amount of engagement and engagement used engage, engagement for anybody that is worrying at the moment with engagement, in particular, with Instagram mm-hmm. has really dropped. So it used to be the average engagement for a post should be around one to one to 3%. So if you've got a hundred followers, you need at least one person to like or comment or share or, 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 um, save that, that post. Um at the moment the engagement rate has dropped, the average engagement rate has dropped down to 0.4%, which is quite shocking. So people are stressing a little bit about it, but don't worry, it will climb its way back. Um, whereas if you look at something like TikTok, TikTok engagement is just under six percent. Hence the reason I want to go into TikTok for business as well. (laughs) (laughs) Training courses. Um so actually just showing them, showing them that you don't need a 10,000 followers, you don't need that many and it will do if anything more damage because as I said earlier, your post only gets sent out to a small number of people. If that's getting sent out to bot accounts where there's nobody behind them, you might as well have, you might as well just throw your phone out the window. It's just pointless. It's Mm -hmm. It's, it's, and then you see a lot of people then will start unfollowing because they're panicking and then it just all goes wrong. So Ah. that's the best way that I would show and actually show people some results and some case studies and some audits that I've done that. You can see why buying those followers is a complete farce. It doesn't make good. Mm -hmm. And especially um, as a social media manager, I can tell you when people have bought their followers and you see it all the time with those really irritating. can I just find, I, I really can't stand those posts that say, this is how you make 10,000 pounds a week. Follow these tips. They will, they, they, you look at the engagement on those posts. They're all bought their followers. They do not make 10,000 pounds a week. (laughs) I guarantee.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you do see them quite often, don't you? And it, everybody behind those posts look like they've got the most perfect life and nothing ever happens to them. That's negative in any way, shape, or form. Yes, absolutely absolutely so you said that you kind of can't switch off um of an evening after work is that the same kind of in the morning are you kind of up and running and ready to go and are you really really motivated to start the day or is that not what we're about
1: i'm definitely (laughs) the laziest person so i do get up in the morning and the first thing i will do honestly will be to check if I've got any messages, check if I've got any comments on, um, you know, clients posts, my posts and stuff, because I want to think about what that, you know, replying and, and stuff. And then obviously I start my day with getting out of bed and slumping downstairs in my dressing gown to make sure the kids are up. Um, I'd love to pretend that I spring out of bed and I can't switch off in the mornings. I can definitely, I can definitely, I need coffee first. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's uh, it's fuel, it's <laughs> fuel for life, isn't yeah. it, coffee? That's what we all need. <laughs> and once
1: I'm sat down, do you know what? I go downstairs, I check my messages again and start replying to a few on my phone. Once I'm sat in my office, I can really switch off everything else in life and just sit and do my work. Um, and then once
0: the evening comes,
1: I'm back thinking about my work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's really good to be able to to switch off from other stuff that's going on around you, other things that maybe are happening in kind of life, personal circumstances. You mentioned you're a mum, so there's all the the worries and and kind of things that you have to do with with being a parent as Mm -hmm. well. So how, how do you kind of put that all to the back of your mind whilst you're in work mode?
1: I mean, some things are always on your mind, aren't they? They're always there, but they're just at the back a little bit. Um, my youngest daughter, Mm. um, I'm quite open about, has a rare genetic disorder. So I just like to, you know, in the back of my head, I think, has she got to school? Okay. Has she, is she chatting to people? Okay. Has she got her lunch? Okay. And I don't know why I worry because she's fierce and and she gets, she gets on fine. And my husband was ill last year. So that's always in the back of my mind and stuff, but you just do, I just think I, I I've got a job to do. I think the biggest, thing with it is that i love what i'm doing so while everything is running smoothly in my personal life i can sit and focus on the work that i love doing
0: that's really good that's a kind of a a good tip to have isn't it that if you make sure that you are doing a piece of work that you either love to do or if it's not that enjoyable it's just maybe knowing that you can go back to to life and doing other stuff maybe that's more interesting yeah. um at a certain moment in time whether it be you set an alarm to do a piece of work for a certain amount of time so that you know that you can just shut off you're only shutting off for a short period of time so then you know that you can still go in and see to other things the rest of the day but at least you can focus for for a really short amount of time and just do that kind of regularly um throughout the day i think that's really good yeah. How do you then kind of challenge yourself? If you've got a particularly hard week, a busy week, um, particular deadlines that are approaching, how do you kind of challenge yourself to get you towards those goals or targets?
1: So um, I have to, if I've got a week like that, and actually January and February have been my busiest months to date, if I've got a week like that, I have to list it all. I'm still a massive fan of good old fashioned pen and paper. I like a list. Me I like writing a list. I like ticking it off. Um, I do sometimes feel like I need um a little bit of I miss having colleagues sometimes and I miss that almost like somebody to answer to. And obviously, as you know, Suzanne, uh, I've spoken to you <laughs> about this on many occasions. Um almost having that accountability and almost writing a list gives me a bit of accountability. So then if I downstairs mm-hmm. and make dinner and i've got six things still sat on my list then i won't be relaxed in that evening i'll be thinking about that those things on my list <laughs> thinking oh god i need to do it i need to get that so there were many occasions
0: where i've come back up and and on. on. yeah and i think sometimes if you if like you are if you work from home or you're close to an office or something you can kind of dip in and out so you are flexible and um, you can get things done when you want to, to get them done, when it works better for yeah. you. But I guess if you're kind of appearing online at, at random times or you're sending messages at random times, your clients may see that and then perhaps assume that you are then contactable 24 seven, that you are always available to them. Yeah. How do you kind of manage that? the boundaries around that? How do you manage clients expectations of you?
1: I found that really tricky at first, actually, um, how I manage it now is I just respond to the next day when I'm switched, when I'm off, I'm off and I'll tend to respond the next day. Most of, I've got to say, most of my clients don't very often message me out of my working hours or anything like that. Um, so I'm I'm quite lucky, but I do, uh, you know, I, I have had people in the past that will have no worries about messaging me at midnight to say, can this go on in the morning or, or whatever, but I just don't reply because I just think, you know, you're having a laugh, ain't not you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I guess when you start answering at that time, they assume yes. that that's that's normal yeah. and that's what they can continue to do. Yeah. So that's really good. And somebody, that's that can of-
1: I just say, somebody, a really good businesswoman once told me to put an out of office on on your did they really? yeah it was this really good business coach because Suzanne Bryden putting out of office on <laughs> not on your emails which um i i do most of the time
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's just something kind of small it's just a little tool that comes in really useful um and some of my clients use it to notify clients when they're going to be on holiday so they might say um on such a day which isn't usually too far away it might be kind of four weeks six weeks down the line it says on your out of office um out of the office back in on monday um i'll reply to you within 24 hours or whatever it might be um and just for information i will be on leave or out of the office or whatever for this chunk of time and it it's just like a softer way to say you're not gonna get a reply from me because I am somewhere else doing something else. I'm not physically at my desk or something like that. And it's great for I mean, we would have it in a corporate environment. And I think some people who maybe are self-employed who are kind of more creative or they don't have those structured nine to five Monday to Friday hours. It's we 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 come out of that habit. So I think getting back into it and just having that out of office, it's just kind of a it keeps keeps that that boundary just keeps keeps us kind of safe that we know that we don't necessarily have to reply to something because we have already sent an out of office reply. So they that that person knows that we've got the email, and they'll also know when to expect to reply. So I think it just helps keep things calm and and keep things on on track. So on the days that maybe you are a bit stressed or anxious about certain things, how do you manage that? I
1: think about the glass of wine I'm going to have at the end of the day. And that just lets me through. <laughs> uh, I'm only joking. Um, I don't, re- I mean, I don't really know, to be honest with you. I just kind of do it. And actually sometimes having those stressful days almost make me work harder. It's almost gives me more focus. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, the busier I am, the, the more I'm able to really sit down and focus a little bit more Um, Mm -hmm.
0: some people are are motivated by that that stress that deadline that kind of rush of hormones to to get us into that flight or fight mode (laughs) where we think right it's now or never i have to do it or else so i think it it sounds like you're you're kind of motivated by that by things like that i'm a bit like that if i know there's a particular deadline I'll be like, right, I'm on it. I'm going to do yeah. it. Yeah, so sounds like you're, you're pretty similar. If you mm-hmm. had weeks and weeks and weeks to spend on something, you might maybe wait a little bit longer. Absolutely. To do
1: absolutely. It. But I do know, so obviously when it comes to social media, I like to plan and schedule. So I I like to have it so that I've got scheduled posts going out every couple of, every, you know, two weeks in advance. So that's, if I am really busy, or if I decide to take the day off, which I can because I'm self employed, I haven't got a panic about. Or I'm ill, I haven't got a panic about. God, I need to get this post and that da- that done because that is the day job. That is, you know, the bread the bread and butter. So, um, that 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 does help having everything kind of scheduled and planned.
0: So it's being prepared. Isn't yeah, it? it's just maybe thinking about what you've got coming up, what it looks like, what it's going to take from you to get it done and having some idea as as to what you want to do when you want to do it and that's i think that's really that's really good it's a good way of doing everything really i think yeah okay so let let me just pick your brain a little bit more let's let's find out what's or describe the most memorable client you've ever had um i would do you know
1: what my most memorable client i've ever had is and will always be my very first client somebody okay. that actually took the guts and believed in me and let me run their social media having just started out and they and did they know that they were the yes, first yeah i think so yeah yeah okay. um they were two local women that just wanted to make a little bit of money during lockdown um to they, they both had young children. They were called the Rainbow Box Boutique. And they were doing things okay. like wax melts and stuff. Um and they also did other little bits. So um they didn't just limit themselves to wax melts and they also did things like bath bombs and, and stuff like that. Um they will always be my most memorable client because they were the first ones that were like, right, let's go for it, let's do it. And they they literally were starting from scratch like like I was, and always always hold them girls close to my heart. Oh
0: well, yeah. that's really lovely. Yeah, yeah. So flip that around then. What's the what's the strangest request you've ever had as part of your job? Um, I've had to to be put up, but you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, you know what it's like, you
1: start a business and you're like, you know, I'll just, I'll do yours. I'll do yours. I'll take anyone's work on. Um, and then actually you learn through confidence and through confidence in your own, with your own knowledge that, um, you can be, you can choose a little bit more who you want to work with. And I know the people that I like to work with are kind, nice people and small businesses that we're all in the same boat. We all, need to pay our taxes at the end of the month and we all need to pay someone to do, it, you know, like all of those things. Um I, I, I don't mean I don't know if it's strange. Probably everybody's been in this boat, but I have had um several, but one in particular, um, who I'd given quotes to and we'd had a really good conversation, who then decided that actually I've been going for about I don't know, six months, eight months or something, that actually he didn't need to pay me because this would be very good experience for me yes and um I, i'm not even joking i did at that point consider it you know it would be and and it's my husband who's um an accountant was like are you joking absolutely <laughs> and you know there's no way in a million years that nobody would ever anybody would get that out of me now i do do some hmm. voluntary work but that is for um committees and i also do a couple of free hours for a local charity but they also pay little yeah. bit on top so um but yeah this was a very successful business person who yeah decided that they didn't need to pay me you know actually i think you, this would be good experience for you and i'll spread the word just now i know that i would i wouldn't i wouldn't even have the, i wouldn't even reply now <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. i mean there's they obviously thought they were doing you a favor or something yeah well, i mean it, they it, were it's true i will sometimes say well if you don't ask you don't get but really there, there is a limit to what you should yeah. ask for or what you should expect yeah. to get from other people i mean how they thought that they would get reply. they it. obviously misjudged you they obviously misjudged they you. did <laughs>
1: they could have had a good old social media manager now um <laughs> the way i see it is you wouldn't go into tesco's and say can you, um, give me my shopping for free? Cause this would be really good. I'll mention it on my, you know, page of 1000 followers. <laughs> it's just, no, they're going to yeah. say no, absolutely not. And yeah, so that's the strangest one, um, who obviously I, I chose not to work with.
0: <laughs> I wonder what happened to them. I wonder if they did get any free work yeah. from somewhere else or oh, everyone gave them the same response or lack of response yeah. to them, as you to find did find out actually yeah. Yeah. i'll have a little um do a bit of research this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> after a bit of internet stalking yeah. and see see where, where they're at yeah. so because you work for yourself and you work quite a, a lot of time by yourself what what do you think your your strengths are that you've kind of had to put into use to help grow and develop your business? Um, the strengths, I don't know, the strengths that I've got, I suppose, are
1: being able to, to work with people. That's developed my business. Mm -hmm. And
0: so I guess it's all about how you communicate with people and how you inform them and how you because I guess you have to kind of show them the way, but not necessarily do it all for them. If you've got different packages, you'll have some that you will do literally everything for them. And yeah. you will have some that maybe kind of hold their hand whilst they do it, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there, there are, you know, as I say, I've got those different packages from where I will just take over your social media for you right the way through to I have a package where I'll work with you for three months and give you the confidence to go out and do it yourself. Um, And we work quite tightly together that first month and then less. So as the months go on, Um, but I'm always on hand and we have catch-ups every week and stuff like that. So we know what's going on. We plan together, um, put in a proper good strategy for what you want. And yeah, so, so yes, there are,
0: it's always good to know that there's somebody in the background who's looking after you has got a handle on things (laughs) and that just kind of support you, especially through those days when, when you just need it that little bit more. Yeah. What tips or tricks or life hacks do you think you've learned along the way of becoming kind of self-employed that you might think, Oh, that's, that's useful that you can maybe share with the rest of us. Oh, um,
1: always. Anything that you put out there, the biggest tip I'd give anybody is anything you put out there on social media, whether it be Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, anything is to make sure that you are adding a bit of education. You're telling people exactly what you do. You start off your posts in a really good way that will make people stop. And I'm not talking like, boom, you stop, listen to this. I'm talking just a little sentence where people are thinking, what's that? then the, the, the full body of your, um, post, your caption needs to be really relevant and informative. And are people really going to sit and want to know about this, that, and the other, do people care what sort of glue you use? If you're a hat maker, for example, They probably don't, Mm -hmm. um, and then always finish with a call to action always. And I see that quite often where people don't, and I'm like, just put a call to action in. So, and, That can be anything from, you know, if you've got any questions, pop me a DM, visit my website, um, comment below with what are your thoughts? What's your favourite one? um, That that sort of thing, anything that's going to get people engaging on that post.
0: Yeah, so it kind of prompts them to either respond or do something else with you. Like you say, go onto your website or look at another social media page or have some other next form of interaction with you, I guess, so that you can then maybe start the ball rolling with talking to that person, finding out a bit more about them, I guess. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know, you can do that really well in things like stories as well. Um, You can ask people, there's so much you can do in stories, in fact, you can put a poll in, asking people, one of my um, ex-clients and a friend of mine does sweets, Um, she'll put on a picture of two different types of sweets, which is your favourite, and that is really bringing in some interaction. Um, you can do carousel posts, which are the ones where you swipe across, look at different mm-hmm. images, definitely add in carousel posts. They're, they're still very, very big. Um, and another little tip for you, if you add in a carousel post and people don't stop and look at your post, Instagram in particular, will actually reshow that, reshare that post to your followers on a different page.
0: Oh, there's a little insight yeah. for us. there's something we didn't yes. know. carousel
1: posts are still they're as big as reels. You know, they are. They are really important to to be adding on.
0: So I'm now adding to my list, about checking <laughs> my analytics, checking my stats, <laughs> looking at doing more carousel posts. Maybe adding more polls to my stories. Yeah. I've got a right to do list that I've got there. You can
1: now do polls on LinkedIn as well, which I. Okay. Yeah, LinkedIn's LinkedIn is a really good tool. A really good tool to use. I,
0: I need to get better at LinkedIn. It's it's always one of those ones that I don't necessarily put in the same category as social media. I think it's yeah. I think because the way it well to me the way it started but it was it was very corporate, very professional. That was your business page, that was your professional page, that was all the stuff that you did at work and all the qualifications it wasn't so much about you as the person that sat behind it all and only now i think i'm noticing that that change that shift and it's now being it is more social so it's trying to re-educate my brain that linkedin is part of the social media group
1: yeah absolutely it is it is social media it is a different type it's definitely more professional And it works very differently to the likes of Facebook and Instagram, but you can personalize it. You can make your posts a lot more personal now than you used to. And you're right. It did used to be more about, um, you know, trying to find work through it and stuff like that. But, you know, you could share a post or an an article or something where you give your opinion on it. You give your view on it. You know, and and you can ask questions, and as I say, you can do polls on there now. It's a really good tool. It's a really good tool to grow your business.
0: So Suzanne now adds that to her to do list as well <laughs> to go and have a look. i a to-do list, thing.
1: Suzanne.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good job. I like it. So looking at kind of people around you, is there anybody either currently or that when you maybe first started out that inspires you or kind of you look up to for a particular reason?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody should have their own guru, I suppose, you know, having coaches and stuff like that is absolutely an essential, I think is, is an important part of business. Um, there's a lady that I follow who is my social media guru, and, um, she's got a group called social mums and she offers a, um, like an online a community basically, where you can go and ask for questions and stuff like that. But her niche is mums. So she works with people that are all, all sorts of like women that are, have got side hustles and stuff like that, that, you know, that she'll work with people to show them similar to me, how they can grow their social media. But she is, she's the one I go to when I think, okay, this change is coming. Let me just make sure I know that I've got, I've got it right in my own head. I can go Mm -hmm. to her for that. She is like my social media guru. And I've chatted to her, you know, I was talking to her the other day about it, saying to her about doing TikTok for business and what she, you know, I like to be able to say, what do you think (laughs) to somebody? Um, because I know that that is, that is definitely something I want to do. Um, but getting someone else's opinion. I think it's like having that colleague, you know, getting someone else's opinion on it is is really, really important to me. So she's
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think we are all we're all experts in our own field, yeah. but it's just nice to have maybe somebody as a sounding board making sure that you're not necessarily yeah. going down a path that's not gonna lead to anywhere that you've got Somebody just like you say a, a, that kind of colleague relationship yeah. that you can just chat through ideas with somebody that knows your profession, so maybe can ask you those more technical questions yes. that you maybe hadn't quite thought of. So yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, I have I have somebody who is a is a coach, and it's just nice to share experiences yeah. with, to ask questions, yeah. to you know, just run run things past them just just so that you know you're you're on the right track yeah. and that you're doing right by sort of all your clients, customers, whoever it may be. And that's it.
1: You know, I just like it's it's almost like I can check, I can check in with this lady and I can check in with her group. Um she does mm-hmm. like um a monthly net online networking and some of them, some of us are social media managers, lots of them are are just I say just are regular business women that offer different products and stuff. Um but I just like to know that all my updates are correct. And she's just always on it. And I'd say, yeah, she's my, she's my
0: guru. <laughs> so she know anybody that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can tell, you can get her to listen to this. So for anybody that maybe is starting out in their career, who you might be their guru, they might Ooh. be looking to you right now, for, for hints and tips and, and inspiration, what do you think you would kind of advise anybody starting out in a similar career to yourself?
1: It's one of those things that somebody said last week, actually, about, you know, lots of people want to be social media manage- or uh, social media managers, or they, they start the business because they think they can add on some posts and, and stuff like that for people. The biggest thing I would say is to know what you're doing and to make sure that every bit of information you've got is correct, because there is a difference between being a social media manager and and, and knowing what you're talking about. And that would be the, the ultimate. I started out a bit like that. Now I look back at, you know, some of the stuff I've shared is so generic about social media. My first few posts, they're so generic. They're not, you know, you could find these posts on any social media managers, posts, uh, uh grids anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like, I, my advice would be to, to know, know your stuff really. And even like, find a platform that works best for you. You know I, I know instagram is the one that i i love it and i like to know what's going on and keeping those updates and f- And following the head of instagram is really really important to me i like to make sure that i've got the knowledge to be able to progress my clients businesses through social media
0: Yeah, i think a lot of clients and customers they want to be able to trust you and they want to be able to to know that you you know your stuff, that you're confident in in your approach, that what you're saying is 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 true, um, you're using kind of facts based or evidence based um, procedures and way of doing things, um, and I think that that is good. And if you can then say, oh well, I've done these courses, or I've this is how I keep up to date with rules and regulations and things, I think that's quite reassuring for a lot of people that they know that you're on top of things that you are, you're also prepared to keep learning along the way and to keep changing and being flexible, um, because of what else is going on around you in the world of, of social media, yeah. and just the world in general, as it is now. And um, that's, that's really good. Oh, good. What? So let's throw a random question at you, if you were so I do this a lot with with clients. So I tell them that I'm going to get a spaceship or a magic wand and transport them to a year into the future. What do you see yourself doing?
1: Um, that's a great question. In a year's time, I'd like to um, be doing more workshops and more training. Okay. And I'd like to think that my little B social networking group that I run in Amptill is a flying success.
0: OK. Does that make sense? What do you, what do you kind of see yourself kind of working? Do you see yourself working every day? Do you think you'll have found a better work-life balance, or yeah. that you will actually be able to switch off in the evenings in a year's time? <laughs>
1: Oh, that'd be the dream wouldn't it
0: um work-life balance is
1: so important um i struggle with that a little bit as, as you know as i said earlier um and i would mm-hmm. really like to have a better work-life balance my thing is i want to work four days a week and i want to have a day off where i'm i can go shopping do my food shop without thinking about oh god you know i've got i haven't got time to be doing the food shop i have to get it delivered um I I'd like to be able to have a full day where I can, I know I've got that day off and when I'm busy, it's brilliant, but I don't tend to have that full day. And it's because I don't work full. you know, my, my working hours are, my children leave for school. I come up, make a bit of breakfast, come up to my office, but in that day, I've still got to walk the dogs. I've still got, you know, the kids come home from school. They come and talk to me, which I love. Um, I then, sort of doing hours work and then I go down and start dinner and I want to be able to have more time to sit and chat to them about their day without thinking, oh, I've got a call in a minute, you need to go. And on yeah. the other hand, on the flip side of that, um, my children see me working hard and, um, I'd like to think they're actually quite inspired by it. My, my eldest daughter just, just started a little business herself, um, making oh. and selling bracelets and she's doing really well. Um, but I'd like to think that I've got a little bit of a hand in that. she sees me working hard and knows and knows that, you know, you have to do that if you want things.
0: Oh, she'll definitely, definitely see that. Um, is she old enough to have social media for her business or. You did ask me, she did ask
1: me, can I have an Instagram page for my business? And i said, no, no, no. no." Um, so she's 12, she'll be 13 this year. So. I'm really weird. I don't know. I, I want to keep them off social media as much as I can. I do. It, it worries me. Um, She does have a couple of accounts, Snapchat, which is obviously I know not everybody approves of. um, But she is of an age where where kids do do need it a little bit more now, use it a little bit more, not need.
0: Yeah, it's so tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Because it- what age do you give them a phone and as a parent you think well I want them to have a phone as soon as because I want to know that I can get hold of them or if something happens they've got instant access but then on the flip side you're like I don't want them to because I don't want them to enter that world of social media I mean on the whole it's all lovely and nice but we know as as adults there is an undercurrent of other things that goes on and you just want to protect them and just keep them away from that for as long as possible. Yeah. But you also want to educate them on how to be safe online and, and all things like yeah. that. So just thinking about that, you're in a real sticky situation because yeah. on one <laughs> side you're alarmed <laughs> yeah. but on the other side you you see all the good stuff with, with social media. Yeah, and
1: it is good. Um, and, you know, she does have friends that are actually on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. She does have Dare I say it, a TikTok account. Um, but I've got access to it. I'm not trying to make excuses. I do have access to it, and I like to know what's going on. Both my children have mm-hmm. got phones, which um, the only reason they're allowed them is if I can check them as and when I want.
0: Um, my youngest
1: mm-hmm. has obviously got no social media at all. She's only ten, um, so she's. I mean, she's quite happy watching YouTube, and I'm quite happy with her to just stick with that for now. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually a social, a social media platform, but still, um, but on the other side, I know that you can grow really, really well on something like, um, Instagram as, uh, well, on any platform really, but Instagram in particular, as you know, is my passion. And, um, I know that you can grow on that as a business. The way I see it is, she is only 12. It is almost like a little bit of a fun business. She doesn't need Sandra from York buying her bracelets. Not yet. You know, she, she does them for her friends and a couple of her friends, mums have ordered some to support her, but until, until she's old enough to understand the the real implications of social media, the the downside to it, then she doesn't need it as far as I'm concerned.
0: So it's just kind of gently introducing them to some, the nice bits of it and how it can help them, like you say, that if it's all, friends of hers and parents of her friends then it's all you know it's all a little safe community and it's not going any any further than that which is which is really nice so obviously very successful social media manager thanks what job do you think that you would be absolutely terrible at
1: oh my god there's loads (laughs) <laughs> really terrible at being an air steward. Air ste- air cabin crew. Um, okay. I hate flying. I'd be that one that's like, ah, there's turbulence. Oh my God, we're getting down now. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd terrify everybody. That'd be probably the worst job I could do. Anything. And didn't you used to work for an airline? <laughs> <laughs> air I used to work for air tours. Do you remember air tours?
0: Oh, I remember, I used to yeah. Be a holiday
1: yeah. rep for them. Uh, and then I worked for a local low-cost airline that wear orange um, years, and I loved <laughs> it and you know I, I, it it was a brilliant business to work for at the time um but flying I hate flying uh, no I'd be the worst that'd be my my least favorite job in the world I mean I do fly because I like to go on holiday go parties, mm-hmm. but yeah no I couldn't do that I wouldn't
0: have the patience. You know, it's in, once every so often you can build yourself yeah. up mentally to it. It's not like every day you're going to about three or four different places yeah. every day for about ten days before you have a, a day off and your feet are firmly on the yeah, floor.
1: <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. Um, so yeah, that would be the worst. And anything where you have to have real patience, like patience of a saint, I think no, no.
0: But then you must have because you you deal with people every day you in networking sessions that you run you're you're interacting with people with your clients yeah. you're maybe instructing them on something and they might not maybe understand it as quickly as another client yeah. so i think you've You've probably got more probably patience do. than you might give yourself credit. Yeah, you're probably right, actually.
1: I, d- I do have patience, but also it's also an area where I understand it. I understand that people don't necessarily want to dance in the camera. I know that people don't know about reels and it might take several times to talk about it because it's an area that I love and I understand their their position. So patience mm-hmm. feels different. Yeah, I'm talking more like being a teacher. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Teachers are brilliant. Yes, um, so yeah. Even with a whole
0: different clientele, yeah, I think, isn't it? absolutely. So we spoke about holidays there and about flying. Yeah. What three things would you take to a desert island that you might have to go on a boat for because you don't want to fly?
1: <laughs> I'd fly there, but I just hate every second of the flight.
0: But I'd be excited. I'm
1: excited okay. when I get there, and you know it's it's lovely. Um, ooh, yeah. So I would take my phone because. I'm sad like that. I would take um, some form of music. I like listening to music. So not it would be, I don't know, an Alexa. Oh, mine's going to start in a minute now. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, hold on one second. Sorry, Alexa, I'm off. <laughs> Sorry. Um, See, that's what yeah. would happen on a desert island. Yeah. You'd always have
0: somebody to talk yes. to. Yes, exactly,
1: exactly. And, um, of course, if I couldn't take my friends and family, and my children and my dogs...
0: Um, it goes without... Obviously, issues.
1: I would take enough wine to see me through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, before we were talking about motivation, I think we've learned one good thing that motivates Natalie through this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. So, you spoke about music there. Are there any kind of albums or songs or and then also maybe programs or podcasts or books or or anything that you would recommend to to anybody listening now um
1: music i love all types of music um god i really like anything from madonna i still really love madonna oh sorry
0: Mm -hmm. thanks i'm off
1: She's oh, still yeah. trying to talk to you. Um I love Madonna. Um the Immaculate Collection um Madonna mm. album is probably still one of my all-time favourite albums. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. And beyond yeah. hey, yeah, I... a Sasha fierce album. Love <laughs> that album. I know every word. I feel the music. Yes, love it. So you could do all the TikTok dances to that then? Oh, I mean, I'll try. I wouldn't be successful.
0: No. <laughs> if you're on a desert island you might not have anything else to do so you could just practice exactly. your routines all day lots long. of
1: uh, hand waving from beyonce yeah i love that album actually it's a double double disc <laughs> um oh. yeah those two
0: so another question that i ask quite a lot of my guests and this is a bit of a random one bit of a weird one is If you could steal one thing and not get any trouble, not get arrested, nothing bad had happened to you, what would you steal?
1: Cool. I. I love trying to find out what people. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I would never get caught, I would steal. Um. Oh, I don't know. I would steal. I need to think about that one.
0: So, some people have said very different concepts. Some people would steal either an object, or they would steal um, their partner, so they were always with them, or they would steal um, like a concept, so they would steal maybe time, or good yes. health, or yes. um, emotions, or something like that. And it's just what I love about asking that question is because it has done just that. It's put you on the spot, yeah. and your brain's gone, oh. My God, so many things. And it's, what's fascinating is which kind of path my podcast guest takes as to what their answer is and how their brains got them to that. decision.
1: And actually you, you just said it there and I, I wish I'd have actually thought of it first is health. If I could steal anything in the world, it would be health for everybody that I love and myself, obviously, um, health is, you know, when you've got somebody you love who is poorly, it's very heartbreaking. And, um, that would be the the ultimate, as I said earlier, my, my husband was ill last year. He's fine at the moment, but still, um, and my youngest daughter has a rare genetic disorder. I'd love to be able to flick a switch and that be gone. Um, and at the same time, I think it's also what makes her as well. And, for Mm -hmm. these things does make you but yeah that's what i'm gonna steal suzanne health
0: great idea that's That's good so let's go really weird wacky wonderful what's your favorite but weirdest sandwich filling Again, this is another one that i just love these questions are quite selfish aren't they but i just love finding out about how people gonna think about these sorts yeah.
1: of questions. Yeah, so I, w- I, my ultimate favourite sandwich filling is going to sound really, really boring. It's not that weird, but I'll tell you why I chose it. I love okay when you get the cheese and onion filling with like the mayo. That is my all time favourite sandwich. And it sounds boring, but actually you get your dairy, <laughs> <The cheese. laughs> cheese can never I, I love cheese it's terrible for my waistline but i do love it but it is definitely spiced up a little bit with the red onion it okay is my all time favorite sandwich i don't even care that it's might be boring to some people i love it
0: <laughs> and what bread would you
1: have it on seeded i love seeded okay yeah. or tiger bread or oh, well i do like tiger bread as well but yeah seeded probably I like na- na- kind of bread.
0: And do you butter the bread or do you have it without because you've got the mayonnaise in it? What do you go for? Um,
1: I wouldn't butter it because it has got the mayonnaise in it. But if I were to butter it, it would be full fat, salted, proper butter. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm larky>. no,
0: no. <laughs> no, that's really good. <laughs> I mean, cool. I just One love that question. It's really full. <laughs> okay yeah don't go stingy no. on the filling. fill me up that's my motto. Like, like you can get from certain um what do we call them like motorway service yeah. stations or something <laughs> like that where the sandwich looks amazing but you take the, the two bits of bread apart and you think oh it's all at the cellophane bit where i can see that the the filling and it's not there at the back of the yeah. sandwich cheeky things. no that's that's really good i have only had so far one guest who i've spoken to who completely repulsed me with their sandwich <laughs> filling all the others it's like i'm getting uh, hints and tips and like suggestions for my own lunch so that's kind <laughs> of maybe one of them <laughs> why i do it but also the way that you put together tastes and combinations i think is really quite intriguing just helps us find out a little bit, a little bit more about you. Absolutely. So, do you have a favourite phrase or a quote or something? Coming to the end of the podcast, what could you maybe motivate or inspire us with? So, Is it a Beyonce lyric?
1: I mean, obviously, (laughs) any Beyonce lyric is like up there, up there with me. Um, I like music lyrics though, and I don't know about you. I like, I feel, I like to feel the music. I sound like a right fool yeah. now, but I like it. When they no. just relates to me. Um, my favorite all time quote is I've actually got it here is it's actually about networking, but the reason it's my favorite is cause it can go to, to anything in life and it's networking is not just about connecting people. It's about connecting people with people, people with ideas and people with opportunities. So yes, I run a networking group and obviously I'm the chair of the ABC, but it's not just about networking. It's actually being friendly, being kind will also bring you opportunities. And I'd like my children to have this as well. And to understand that actually, um, you know, being kind to people will, will bring you opportunity being, You know, I I, you know having those those qualities will bring you will bring you good things in life. Even if you don't see them at first, they will. But I love that quote. And I
0: believe how believe that's Michelle Obama
1: quote, but I could be wrong.
0: (laughs) Okay, no, it sounds like it it could be one of hers. Now that's really that's really lovely and I think that's a really nice sentiment to to maybe leave our conversation that's kind of that's inspired us to maybe go out there and just look at who we're connecting with how we're connecting with those people what our relationships are like what what are we doing to maybe enhance those relationships build on them could we perhaps after this podcast go and send a quick message to somebody whatever it might be just to to keep to know that people are in our thoughts and keep those connections alive no that's really yeah, really and good and um, that kind of leads me on to my my kind of my last um question this is definitely my last one, I <laughs> so i would say that my my coaching is about empowering clients and helping them increase their confidence and improve their mindset basically to help them stay in control focused and and help them achieve success and i basically say that that's making them feel unstoppable. So my very last question for you is what makes you unstoppable?
1: That's a great question. Um, my, what makes me unstoppable is, um, when I see connections that I maybe have had a part in creating, when I see my community come together through an event that I may have done when I like yourself, increase the confidence of people who are scared to use social media. And I get that. I like people to understand that I get that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I'd, I'd like to think that I'm a friendly person who will chat to anybody. Well, most people, and, um, <laughs> I think that can almost act as a superpower. You know, your, your, your personality can, can, can bring you what you want in life.
0: Yeah. Well, they say you, you attract kind of what you, what you put out there, what, what vibes you put out there, what, what messages you put out there. Yeah.
1: And I hate to sound like that person is like, I've got this really, really good personality man, but you know i I went to an event um an expo um not that long ago and actually i found that a lot of people were sat on their. so i'd walk around the expo and a few people were kind of sat on their phones not even looking up to talk to anybody and it kind of made me think you know what like just be just show some personality um you know i think they would have got more out of paying um to to exhibit if they'd have been a bit more friendly and chatty and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I I think think, it you know, you out in particular, But you know, just people that were sort of sat on their phones, who didn't want to look up. I just think, come on.
0: Yeah. I think if you've paid all that money to be there, then a little eye contact here or there, a little oh. smile, and you might feel a bit nervous or a bit unsure about what's going on, but in theory, you're all there for the same reason. And you might just, Make eye contact with somebody you might just smile and it just lifts your spirits and it might yeah. just make you think oh i've done it once yeah. i can do it again mm-hmm. nothing bad happened no, exactly taking all those little steps that's really good yeah. Yeah. thank you for letting me pick your brains okay. it's been an amazing conversation so really really enjoyed it and i know everyone that is listening will have enjoyed it as well um, so thank you to everybody who's who's listened. Um, I would ask if you could follow the show, leave a review and follow me on social media. I'll also add Natalie's uh, details to the show notes as well, so that you can go and give her a follow as well and get in touch with her. If you have any subjects or questions that you'd like me to include on a future podcast episode, then please email me, coaching at suzannabryden.co.uk. And I can't wait for you to join me next time for another wander through the human mind and its thoughts and how we achieve success. I'll see you, Natalie, soon and I'll see everyone else very soon, I hope to.